time to spice up your marriage with tips on a great relationship with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. Oh, gosh. So here's the deal. We got, this is the final non-holiday Friday for 2-21. So we got next week, obviously it's Christmas Eve. Friday after that is New Year's Eve. <clears throat> Lousy time to go into in a miserable marriage. Seriously, you tell, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, iron out whatever the heck the problem is so you can move forward as husband and wife in, in, in smooth seas, okay? We have our world-famous marriage talk segment commencing right now. We do this every Friday at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just focus on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. I like the steaminess part, as you could tell from the previous call. It's it's not brain surgery, to quote KT McFarlane. Having a good, strong, solid marriage. What God has ordained, Hollywood and the left hate man and woman coming together before God and community. Um, my wingman for, gosh, a decade now is Robert Kosick. He's a marriage coach. Wrote the book a thousand years ago called Honor the Vow, V-O-W, honorthevow.com. Mr. Kosick, happy final marriage segment Friday of 2-1. Hey, happy Friday to you, Sam, and uh, Merry Christmas to you a little bit early. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Yeah, so you're right. Um, going into the holidays with a miserable marriage um, oh. is uh, it's, it's not fun, and, and it's it's representative of what happens in January and February when divorce lawyers get the highest number of calls uh, in January, oh. uh, in, inquiries about divorce. So um, you got you got a week to get it right, guys. Don't, don't screw it up. And this is a wonder. I mean, being in love and, and really loving each other, it's a wonderful time of year. Being miserable with each other, oh. Mm. Yeah. Let's go. Let's no, I actually, yeah, I'd just say real quick, though, I actually had one couple tell me they don't watch the Hallmark movies uh, because they are, um, it depresses them because their marriage is nothing like those movies, you know, the, the cuddle, loving kind of stuff. I'm like, well, make it that way. Go <laughs> quit whining about it and fix it. But, yeah, they get they get really depressed this time of year and uh, sad. Dude, that's horrible. Yeah, that's I know. horrible. Yeah. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some better stuff. <laughs> okay, here we go. A marriage tip. Uh, three hundred and sixty. We have had three hundred and fifty-nine marriage tips before this, written by Robert Kosick. The topic. It's on our Sam, uh, Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Here we go. Avoid divorce. Communication. A survey of divorcing couples indicated seventy-three percent say a lack of commitment is the reason while 45% also blamed unrealistic expectations. I think we can conclude from those statistics that communication is the real culprit. Maybe they just don't know how to express their commitments and expectations in a way their spouse will understand. Example, the husband's a workaholic because he wants to provide financial security for his family. The wife feels insecure because he appears to be more committed to his work than he's spending time with the family. So, simply communicating with each other. Here we go. One, great communication is personal and includes sharing one's feelings, emotions, and opinions. Really? You got to tell them that, Mr. Kyle? Right, well, there's, a, there's 359 previous tips where people go, really? You got to <laughs> tell them that? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we do. And, and I can't tell you. I mean, there's been a number of times, not once or twice, but like dozens of times where that example that I just gave was exactly what the couple was dealing with. He's 
busting his back end trying to make sure that he has financial security for the family, and the wife sees that as you're just avoiding the family. You don't have any commitment. So complete disconnect on communication when they're both doing what they think is the honorable thing to do, taking care of the family or taking care of the finances, and it's completely being misread. So when you get into this communication stuff, one of the key issues is you've got to put your feelings, you've got to put your emotions into it because it gets more personal. Except for that, all you're doing is exchanging information. Most of the time, you and I, we're not sharing our emotions. I'm not telling you how I'm feeling, and I'm not unpacking a bunch of, you know, historical bad luggage with you. We're just talking about information. It's exchange. That's what communication is. But if you really want to get deep with your spouse and really want to dig uh, into a much stronger bond, you've got to open up a little bit. Talk about your fear or something guys don't want to do. I'm worried about work, or I don't know what's going on with this particular deal, or, uh, you know, just open up a little bit more, and that communication goes to such a deeper level, nothing is going to separate the two of you when you get to that deep of a level. You just, you just got to be a little bit more vulnerable, and most people don't want to do that. Love it. World-famous marriage talk segment. Simplifying communication number two. Communication, this is once again, you got to tell people this. <laughs> communication requires the use of eyes and ears, and you reference Proverbs 18.13. I'll just bust it down. Don't be a schmuck and answer before you know the facts. <laughs> uh, Proverbs eighteen thirteen is he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. How Absolutely. Do you, how do you answer? How do you give an opinion without knowing the? Anyway, okay. Oh, it's, people do it all the time, right? I I know what what <clears throat> you're going to say without you even saying it because I'm smarter than you, oh. and so uh, I don't need to listen to your feelings and emotions and that junk because here's how you fix whatever it is, or you came up with something and I'm processing how I'm going to debate you. I'm processing how I'm going to defend myself. So I'm not really listening to what you're saying. And and I'm just processing in my head how I'm going to respond. You miss all kinds of facts and stuff. And it's really, really difficult on the radio, right? So when we're talking, I'm not seeing you, right, because I'm calling in. So I really have to listen to what you're saying and try to pick up on the inflections of your voice and stuff so I know when there's going to be a break in the conversation to jump in and then provide some input and get your get a little deeper into what you're thinking by just listening to your voice. If you can do that face-to-face with somebody, you're really going to enhance your communication, and you're really going to get a better understanding of what they're saying because you're taking the time to really listen to everything they're saying. And I, I sit around people all the time, it just drives me nuts, where they're jumping over each other constantly on the conversation. The one person isn't even finished with the sentence, and the other person is jumping in. If you want to say something, forget it, because it's 20 minutes before there's a break in the conversation before you can get in there. That drives me insane. And people say, well, why aren't, why aren't you talking? I'm like, because you won't give me a chance. So I'm out. <laughs> yep, but slow yep. down and listen, right? Slow down and listen. Next one is simplifying communication, our world-famous marriage talk segment Friday's bottom of the hour, 8 Central. Communication, just, just communication requires a genuine interest in understanding the other person's opinions. You reference Proverbs 18.2, which is once again, would you shut up? Stop giving your opinions before you understand things? That's my explanation. Yep. The Sam Malone version of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the Philly. The Philly version. Right? The Philly, uh, yeah, 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 the Phily version. I like that. Oh. Uh, CIV. So it's good. But it, and that's a lot of stuff with the Bible. That's what people don't understand. Kind of a little sidebar here. It really is full of great advice. So it's kind of like the owner's manual for your car. You can drive your car without changing your oil. It'll run for a while. But if you change oil, like the book says, it runs a lot better. Same thing with the Bible. All kinds of great advice and guidance on how to have an easier life and build communication, build um, relationships and all that. 
it's not that bad of a deal. It's not a book of rules and, and prohibitions. It's about how to be the best you can possibly be in, in whatever relationship you're dealing with. I, I highly recommend it. It's the number one selling book in the world. So <laughs> got to be something good in there. <laughs> well, it's true. Robert Kosick and I do our World Famous Marriage Talk segment. We are technically we're late to the game as it's in it's it's in the Bible. I mean, we're, yeah. we're thousands of years late to this conversation. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as you always say, what God has ordained, Hollywood, the left, the Democrats hate. It's marriage. We, we're just like it's an old topic, but it was. Let's get go to Proverbs eighteen two, Proverbs eighteen thirteen. You know, whatever it's there. It's there. It's all simple. And on this particular one here, it's really, really important. I may think that what you're saying is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, completely irrational, makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and, and But I'm going to listen to you long enough to try to understand why is it that you think that? Maybe you have some misinformation. Maybe you're filling in the gaps of pieces that were missing with bad data that's giving you the wrong impression of what I was trying to say or what I was trying to convey. Uh, you know, my feelings might be different than what you're thinking, but if I sit there long enough to try to understand why you really have that opinion, really understand your perspective, I'm much better able to then communicate to you where that miscommunication was or at least understand why you're so passionate right. about that thing because it's probably an underlying issue that has nothing to do with the topic. And that, that example that we said up front, the issue there isn't that the guy's a workaholic. The issue there is that she feels no attention. So she just needs more attention. It's okay to be a workaholic if you carve out time on the weekend. Say, that's it. No work on the weekends. And the wife, no, it's okay. I get them for 48 hours undivided attention on the weekends. That's probably going to solve the problem. And you can still work like a dog right. during the week. You just need to communicate it. You need to understand what that underlying problem is. And, and I've told people this a number of times, and I, I know we're running out of time here, but I told people this a number of times. When I wrote the first book, I knew nothing about writing a book. It took me 18 months to do it. And my wife came in at one point. She goes, just publish the stupid book. <laughs> and so I'm writing a marriage book, and I'm thinking to myself, it's funny. book Your number two, right? Book number two, how my marriage book ruined my marriage. That's right. <laughs> but what she was saying was, because when you get towards the end of writing your first book, you're consumed with it. And all she was saying was, we're tired of competing with that book for your attention. So I made her a promise. I said, I'll finish the book while I'm traveling around the world on the plane. I'm to myself. So it took a little longer to finish it. But, but it wasn't the problem that she hated the book. It was, right. we want your attention and we're not getting it. So I took the time to understand what the real issue was, solve the problem. Uh, right? Before you get to the tough to start with prayer, that's a given. Denise and I do that. And real quick, yeah. hot and heavy. Uh, it says, shh, don't talk. Actions speak louder than words. So sometimes it's better to talk about each other's likes, dislikes, and stuff before you, before you do stuff there. Before you do the, <laughs> before you do the marriage act, let your actions speak for themselves. Robert Kosick, final thought. So, so 10, 15 minutes into it, you know, you go, hey, wait, let's get the whiteboard out, turn the lights on, let's talk about and draw this out. You go here, you go. That's probably not going to work. <laughs> so, but if you played the, put the play plan together before you ever started the play, uh, everybody knows who's running which routes and Got everything it. works a little bit better and you know who likes what and you know which zones not to go into. Got it. America, Before. that wraps up our world-famous marriage talk segment for the 17th of December, our most popular segment for all, all our shows across America. Robert Kosick, appreciate what you do. Look forward to our first one for, uh, it'll be a, what, around the 5th or something like that of January, 5th or 6th. Very good. Very uh, good. I'm looking forward to it and we'll start the year off uh, next year with some baselines on what a marriage should uh, be benchmarked against, if you will, so you know where your starting point is and know how to get to where you're trying to get to. Got it. Merry Christmas, buddy. Talk to you next. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
You too, and, and blessings to you and your family. Likewise. Back in a second, America. AM 1070, the answer. Happy New Yeah.